Brighton's finest. This is Juice. At the end of this week, on Friday, you'll be playing a sold-out Concord 2. Uh, we will indeed, yeah. Very much looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I can remember back in 2008, I think it was, where you shared a lineup with Friendly Fires, Crystal Castles and Team Water Polo for yeah. the Top Man New Music Tour. Yeah, yeah, um, a long time ago. That was the first tour we, we did, really. So good times, for sure. Amazing, amazing lineup, actually. The Friendly Fires we ended up touring with a few times. And I think we even went to the States with them, and uh, they became pretty good friends of ours. And it's a shame, actually, they haven't released a... They haven't released anything for a little while. I think um, I think there's I've heard sort of mutterings and rumblings that they might be working on some new material, but I but I don't know. But yeah, they they do sound like uh, fun people. You know, Crystal Castle's always got this reputation for being a bit crazy and. Yeah, I mean, I think um, with Crystal Castles, they're quite intimidating. I remember <laughs> we were quite intimidated of them before we met them and before we started touring with them, and they definitely take a bit of getting used to. Um, but they are lovely people. Mm. We're big fans of theirs, definitely. And then not too long after that, actually, you you ended up sharing the stage with The Cure at the O2. We did. And that, yeah. that was a month after your debut album came out. Yeah, that was with um, Crystal Castles as well, in fact, if I, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that was that was intense. I, I feel like it takes you a few years and a few of those kind of shows to get used to playing to such a big audience and, and get used to playing in such a big venue, especially somewhere like the O2. And I think we were rabbits in the headlights um, back then um, and obviously playing with the Cure is, is pretty intimidating but yeah it feels like we've come a long way I mean it must be almost 10 years since those shows which is crazy you know, that we've sort of been going that long it kind of feels like we're a proper band now this is actually a career rather than just a five year hiatus from day to day normality from I day, can imagine exactly, exactly yeah <laughs> How do you think your live show has changed from those early days? From my personal perspective, I think I've learned how to open up a lot more on stage. Um, and that is something I had to learn. Like, I think it goes without saying that playing in front of people is kind of a terrifying experience, or it certainly can be. To really engage with an audience, especially a big audience, a festival, for example, you need to kind of, you need to lay yourself out there and you need to... You need to look confident even if you don't feel it <laughs> and to try and sort of embrace people and, and bring people into your world and into your music. And that's really difficult. That's something that took me a long time to sort of learn how to do. And I feel like every year that we play, I, I add a few more things that I feel comfortable with in the live performance. And it, it always gets better and better, I think. You know, if we're still about in 10 years' time, I'm sure I'll learn a lot more in, in the next 10 years as well. Mm. Is there anyone in particular that you watch and take notes as it was? Yeah, of course. I watched all of the... I mean, I love watching... Unfortunately, we weren't, I wasn't in town for, for Glastonbury, so I didn't go, but I love watching it on the BBC, and I've watched through a, a load of the performances, and there were a ton of performances there that I just thought were, were amazing. I was actually going to mention Laura Marling, even though her show is, is the opposite of what I was just talking about. I think it's very intimate, and it's very, it's very much to do with her music and, and her voice. She doesn't really perhaps need to engage the audience as much as, as I feel that we do, but her show is, is just incredible. I think it's really beautiful and, and, and amazing, and, and I think that really suits her music and, and her vibe to a T. I think that's just such a great strength that she has. What else did I watch? Well, Ed Sheeran, I mean, whether you like his music or not, you've got to admit he can, he can really wow an audience. And like he can really get them going. I think there's hundreds of performers that could learn a lot from, from that. I certainly did. Like, and especially to do it on your own as well. I think it's really, really impressive. Uh, like a real celebratory show that for him and for the for the audience. 
Yeah, I thought it was so bold of him to go on stage, last show of the festival on the main stage, on yeah. his own with a looper. Like, yeah, that is exactly. going to take some, some massive balls. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. I certainly couldn't do it. Brighton's finest. Juice. Well, this time around at the Concord, I can imagine you'll be performing a lot of the new album. Could you tell me a bit about the the new album? Because um, a lot's happened since 2013's big TV, like weddings, births from yeah. other band members, and also a horrific car crash that you had to endure. Yeah, I mean, all our lives have changed an enormous amount, as, as everyone does in, in this kind of period of your life. It's quite common to find someone and settle down and get married and, and, uh, and have kids and, and whatever else. And I think that the album... The album probably does reflect that in some ways. I think Charles's, a lot of Charles's lyrics are kind, kind of deal with a few of those themes. You know, kind of in relation to how your lives change as your friends kind of move away from you. You know, when you're younger, when you're a teenager and in your early 20s, you're like, you see your, your friends, your mates all the time. Mm. And when you're in school, you see them every day. When you're a teenager and, you know, in the, and you're kind of university years, I guess you see them once or twice a week and hang out with them every weekend and go drinking, whatever else. And, and I think that it's strange that as you get to this age, like you, you don't move, you don't drift apart from your friends. Like you're still as close to them as you ever were, and you still love being with them. But you see people much less. I think like it's not unusual for us to see some of our best friends like once or twice a year. Um, and it's interesting that that doesn't really change anything in in the relationship you have with your friends. That's something that Charles sort of touched upon a little bit in the lyrics on the record, which I. I really kind of well, they really it really resonated with me. Like I kind of I kind of uh, connected with that for sure. Yeah, Charles has got an incredible way with words. Um, one that particularly stuck out was I took the life and soul of every dream until it sucked the life and soul out of me. Yeah, like yeah, that I mean, that incredible. song stands out. On, that song stands out for me on the record. I love that track. And um, yeah, it's my and favorite the lyrics song. in that song in particular are, are really really great. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you picked up on that one. Mm. Um, have you been thinking about the next one? Because I can imagine, you know, it's a long way to... You know, it's really funny that you say that because we literally sat down this morning, Charles and I, to start writing for the next album. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, I, I live in California now. So, so when, we have, um, when we have downtime, I usually head off back home. But the summer's actually, you know, we're busy, but usually we're playing shows on the weekends. So we've got kind of the whole week free, whole of the, of the weekdays free. So we've got quite a lot of downtime that we thought we may as well fill up. So yeah, we're going to start. We're going to start doing some some writing in the next few weeks. And you know, I mean, I don't think we'll have an album anywhere near finished by the end of the year. But um, but we have a few weeks here and there to start writing. So we're definitely going to make a, a firm, solid start and see see how we get on. Was there anything that you both discussed that you'd like to experiment with in the studio for the next one? I think when we start out, we, we just try and listen to a lot of music, you know, and, mm. and, and kind of hear what we, listen to what we like and what we like the sound of. Um, so I guess in answer to your question, I could tell you what I'm listening to at the moment. I love the new Alt J record. I think mm. that's incredible. And I love what they've done with those songs. Like, they're very sparse and cinematic, and a lot of them are really understated production-wise. Like, they're not too complicated. And that's something I think... That we really admire like i'd like i'd like to make a record with that level of purity and simplicity um so that's maybe something that we'll think about and to be honest i've been listening to a lot of classical music and i really like um max richter i really like that sleep record he did 
Um, and I've been listening to that a lot, and I think some of the sounds and some of the the way that that's recorded and performed is, is really wonderful and beautiful. I think that's something that we'll think about. But, you know, I, I say all these things. Um, in the end, the record probably end up sounding nothing like that, but <laughs> you've got to start somewhere. Um, and, the, you know, even even the thought saying, I won't make quite a subdued, sparse record, I think is, is sort of ridiculous for White Lies because most of our records are really sort of over the top and bombastic. So. <laughs> but yeah, that's sort of, you know, that's some of the things that we've been thinking about anyway. Brighton's finest. This is Juice. Juice.